What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Hans. And this is Tristan. Welcome back to the Hans and Tristan podcast. A happy New Year again. Happy Yay. 2019. Hope you guys are doing well in this New Year. Hope it's starting off on the good foot. The good right foot. And don't get sucked into the drama, guys. Here we go. Yes, yes. It's early. It's I early. Know. I know. I got baited in. You did. You're in there. Oh, they got you. I'm going to do better. Are you? I, I feel <laughs> like I you? might be. Anyway, today we're going to talk about um, a few things. Our last podcast we left off, if you um, remember, if you don't, check it out. Happy New Year podcast. It was great. It was, it was awesome. awesome. You're missing out. So check it out. But last time, um, one of the last topics we left off on was accountability. Yes. And um, we were talking about it in the mindset of those who transgressed us or d- has done something wrong or hurt our feelings mm-hmm. or things of that nature. And, you know... Are you being held accountable to your actions? Right. And not just apologizing, but mm-hmm. actually, like you said, change behavior. Exactly. Exactly. So we thought, you know what? There's so much more about this accountability mm-hmm. concept. And it can be taken in so many different ways and applied in so many different situations in life. Why not make a whole show about it? Yes. And there's so much going on out here today. We Ooh. thought that it would be relevant to talk about... I'm tying my hair up. Uh, hey, y'all can't see this, but man, she's, <laughs> she's taking her earrings off. That line, she's getting I'm ready. See. So, um, for those of you who don't know or have been under a rock... Surviving R. Kelly oh, air in Lifetime. We're not going to go into that because it's a few more episodes that need to be aired so we can get the whole yes yes we're not gonna series um, we're and not gonna speak on it yeah yeah we're not gonna dive into the whole series um we're just going to touch on it just a little bit um because like tristan said not all the episodes are out so no. we want to wait till everything's out and we promise we're gonna address it so we can give you a thorough report yes however one of the recurring themes i'm mm-hmm. gonna say mm-hmm. that i've been seeing is where the parents and if you're not familiar with the whole r kelly situation it's uh, a lot of pedophilia going on with a lot of young ladies mm-hmm. and it's a plethora of young ladies that are accusing him of some horrific sexual you know indiscretions. Yeah. exactly so um and a lot of people are saying where are the parents where are the parents where are the parents and i'm just like why are you trying to share the blame for this young lady being victimized with the parent and the actual monster who did it? That's not a shared situation. You don't share the blame for that. Right. And then why are you presuming that all these girls are coming from certain homes where there's a lack of parenting? So you're saying by the number of where the pa- where the parent comments, it comes off as if they're not holding the perpetrator fully accountable right for his and they're wrongdoing. and they're automatically presuming that these children come from broken homes right or these children come from homes where there's a lack of parenting or there's mm-hmm. chaos that they have to they have to be you know coming from some kind of dysfunction to end up in this kind of situation with R Kelly right. and that is not the case and that is so upsetting to me so let me ask you this do you think that there should be some accountability held towards the parents 
again, each situation is different. We work with kids. Mm-hmm. We work with kids that are on probation. Right. And we know it's plenty of times where it was an isolated incident at school mm-hmm. and the child ended up on probation. Or sometimes it was actual a dysfunctional home where learned behavior ended this child up on probation. Right. Those are not one and the same. So what you're saying is this whole where does the parents thing, it can't be a blanket statement. No, it can't be. For every situation that's no, out there be. involving youth. Um particularly this R. Kelly situation. So exactly. You can't just put that a blanket statement for all these young ladies and saying, where were their parents? Where were their parents? Exactly. And then on, on the flip side, all these young ladies weren't victimized in the same capacity. Okay. Some were victimized as an isolated incident. Some were victimized where they were physically held in his home. Some mm-hmm. were victimized where they would just go to his studio. So these are different situations. So everyone's like, where's the parents? And I'm like... Are we are we being serious here? Like, we all were teenagers at one point. I don't know a teenager who listened to everything their parents say. I don't know a teenager who me boy stop <laughs> boy stop. We know mama listen, but still stop it. Perfect, okay. Uh-huh, Perfect uh-huh, eye in uh-huh. these streets. Yeah, whatever. Love you, mama. Go ahead. <laughs> and we all know that teens do stupid shit. Right. The issue becomes this. When you have a teen that has a certain situation, that situation either can become detrimental, where it's they, they lose their life, mm-hmm. they can get kicked out of school, they can get put on probation, they can get pregnant, they can, or that situation can be handled in-house where no one knows about it and it wasn't that extreme and the parents were able to intervene at a certain point. I agree. But also, kind of like what you're saying, I don't think it's always that black and white. It's not. Because we have to understand that Teenagers, kids in general, just like any other human being, were complex. And kind of like you were saying, every situation is not the same, so we can't put that blanket statement. But at the same time, though, I do believe that when you have those traumatic experiences, you know, we have a tendency to kind of, I don't know, like trace back to like the beginning, like what could have avoided this totally kind of right. mindset when life really doesn't work that way. It like, doesn't. I don't... You know what I think about? <laughs> this is weird. This is weird. Like, I think about that movie, Final Destination. Mm. And you know how death can happen in so many yes. different ways. Trauma can happen in so many different ways. And in so many different ways. So, like... Right. So, as a parent... I'm not a parent, but I know you, and I, you know, I have a close relationship with you, and you share so many things. Like, as a parent, you can't totally cover your kid. Like, and I'm going to be real with you, just full disclosure, when it comes to kids, right, I am in a place of, you know, indifference, meaning I could have kids and I'm cool, and I could not have kids and I'm cool as well. Why do you think I have one? (laughs) Right. So, you know, I I have no other way. And part of it is I've I've grown up around kids my whole life, so it's kind of like, okay, whatever. But one of the things that scares me about having kids is that fact alone. No matter how great of a parent you are, no matter how hard you try, like something is going to happen to your child. You can be the best driver in the world, Mm. but you still got to drive on the road with other people. Exactly. And that doesn't mean if you get in an accident that the accident was your fault. Mm -hmm. You just so happen to be in the accident. Thank you. Here's 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 an example. For those of you who don't know, do you um did you hear that report of the seven year old who was shot? Yes. So, with your statement, where was the parent? The parent was in the car. What did what did mom do wrong there? And right, and and that's my thing. At some like, point, we have to uh, stop 
having this blanketed statement as, oh, where's the parent, where's the parent, where's the parent? Because at the end of the day, yes, some children do come from homes that lack a certain type of parenting or have dysfunction and that could be the reason why they're running the streets or whatever and sometimes kids run the streets because guess what they want to goddamn run the streets Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i i feel like it's it's just sad that we as people get so consumed with this image of parenting like you said this black and white image of parenting when nobody's out here parenting perfectly and nobody was parented perfectly especially when you're talking about again referring back to the situation with R. Kelly, we're not going to go into it. But these children were being raised in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So there was no cell phones where you could track your kid on the cell phone. Uh-huh. There was no, you know, certain level of invasiveness where you can actually be more hands-on through technology. We have the luxury of doing that now as parents. But back then, if your parents, if you had a pager, you thought that was like a ball and chain. You're like, oh, God. They hitting me. Right. That's true. Because back in the day, us coming up, it was tell them where you're going to be at and what time you'll be back. And you better call me when you get there. And and you ain't got to get a pay phone. (laughs) Listen, man. You know what I mean? Collect calls. Yes. So, listen. That's kind of how it was. So, yeah. I definitely see that. So, I, I believe that, you know, we we have to really stop trying to lump everything into one right. and have to understand also what it comes off as when we say these statements and what, oh, what message we're sending because certain things we do have a dual message mm-hmm. and we, we don't realize the underlining of certain statements that we say whether it be in person or even on social media right. so I can definitely agree or understand when you when you feel a certain way as a parent when you're seeing a lot of these posts where was the parent da 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 because it kind of takes the light off of the full-grown adult in that situation who should be held to a higher standard than the underage child. Right. Exactly. So I definitely understand that. And then it's just like, wow, it makes you kind of question, what are you doing in your life? Like, like hello. Like, wait, what? Like, am I supposed to be? Because last time I checked, there's not a parent in the world that's worth their kid 24 hours a day. Not a teenager. Yeah, not a teen. Unless you're a newborn, which, of course. Right. But other than that, even if you know where your kid is at... You really don't know what they're really doing. You really don't know what they're doing. They could go to school and be in school and smoking weed in school. They could be at school and fucking at school. Right. So it's like, at what point do we give that whole where's the parenting kind of, you know, mantra or narrative, you know. Right. At what point do we kind of sit down and be like, okay, well, what was the kid doing? Or right. what was the adult involved in that situation doing? Exactly. You know, like, I, I, I hate to say it, sometimes, you know, especially when it comes to, like, trauma and stuff like that, sometimes your child was a victim. And, and that's it's it. Like, you know, and that's it. Like, I, you know, and I don't want to just, you know, put it like, sometimes that's just really what it is. Bad and things that, happen. And, right. like, and to try to justify the victim position, it's just like, there's no, yo, that, that right there is it. You know, it is and you it. know what throws people for a loop with the R. Kelly situation, right? Is that it involves an act that's supposed to happen between two consenting adults. And because it involves that act and it has that air of psychology, right? People automatically want to kind of take the blame a little bit or, you know, skirt it away from the adult. But if we put it to a situation like the uh, situation with uh, the mom, with the kids and the evil man who shot 
the child. That's clear cut for us. Oh, yeah, very clear cut. Because we're not saying, what was the mom doing when he was shooting? How come she didn't grab all her kids and cover Cover them up? Exactly. You get what I'm saying? There's none of that. It's it's support. It's, you know, money being thrown to help, which it should be. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's kind of funny to me, though, but when it's a case of, um, you know, sexual acts and things of that nature, we're a little like... Like you if, know. Then it goes to the example of, like, say, if a girl is at a club and she gets raped, well, what was she wearing? Right. Why was she at the club? Well, damn. So, because I am a sexual being, I'm susceptible myself to be a victim? That's exactly. not how Exactly. It... And I think, again, this is something we have to stop doing, especially to women and black women mm-hmm. in and of itself. Because another comment was made was again along with the where the parents thing is, okay, well why it why are they in the studio? Why are they going on tour? But nobody was saying that when Lil Bow Wow, little young ass, was running around <laughs> here with Snoop and So So Deaf, and he was he was hanging with grown ass people. Sure Nobody questioned that because he was a boy. Mm-hmm. But because these are young girls, then oh she's hiding the ass. Really? Seriously? There's a double standard there. When every single, well, 90% of his victims wanted to be either dancers, singers, or rappers. They wanted to be in that industry. Exactly. And he took advantage of that. But when it's immature, when they little young asses running around here, or Bow Wow, or whomever. Wow, from hold, that, on, hold on, You talking about the immature. I know. Really? Well, you like, know you are... But when they little asses are on the scene, <laughs> nobody's questioning that because they're boys. Hey, man, hit us up if you remember who immature was. Hello. I do, but I'm just saying, like, wow, you took it back real. Uh, that shows you my age. Wow. Immature? <laughs> hey, go ahead. My that bad. That, my that threw me. I was like, whoa. <laughs> but I'm just saying, nobody questioned when their little asses was running around because, again, they were boys. But because these little girls are running around trying to do the same thing, then, oh, they're hiding the ass. Why are they there? Where are their parents? You think Bow Wow's parents' ass was on tour with him? You think Chris Brown's parents was on tour with him? Oh, tracking his every movement. Hello, exactly. And he, he got popping at 16. That's not all the work he did prior to 16. Right, we don't know that. But again, when you're a young black female, you're automatically presumed that you're hot in the ass and you're trying to, you know, be this sexual being to lure people in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I just want to sing. But nobody said that about Aaliyah, though. And she was 15. She was 15. But nobody said that about her. But also nobody viewed her as a victim. Sadly. It's because she made it. Because she made it. So I'm just like, I just, I think people need to stop with these blanket statements because it's so detrimental to this kind of movement when you're really trying to see and shed light on a certain situation. Yeah, it's taking away from what's really going on. Right. And what we really need to focus on. So exactly. What we really need to focus on is what's really going on in this entertainment industry that people are, are being preyed on constantly, specifically young women. Exactly. That are being preyed on. So you mentioned the Me Too movement. So that was specifically like started in that industry mm-hmm. where people were coming out and shedding light on the darkness that was happening. So I think that you're right. This blanket statement is really kind of like covering it up and trying to usher us by what's really going on. It's, like you said, t- it's taking the light off the actual situation, which is why it's being allowed to go on longer than it needs to be. No, I agree. I definitely agree. I think that we should really be more careful of the messages that we're sending. Because um, when we do that, we're bringing up another narrative that Mm -hmm. may not really be representative of what's going on. And to me, 
that causes more harm because what it does is it allows these actions, these behaviors to continue to go on. Exactly. Because once we deflect accountability, once we stop holding the people that need to be held accountable, once we deflect that blame from them, right. we're giving them license to continue to do it. Or others who haven't been caught to be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I can kind of slide by, you know? Right. And I think we really, it hurts. Don't get me wrong because I know what just sticking to the R. Kelly thing, I know what he means to the black community. Oh, that's a whole. That's that, but a we whole won't, yeah, but we we won't get into that. Ooh. So it, it may it may hurt us and it may cause us discomfort. You get what I'm right. saying when we hear things like this of people that we put up on a pedestal. Mm, the same so, thing when we talk about Bill Cosby. Exactly, I know that may cause us discomfort, but at the same time, I feel like we need to soldier through that and really figure out what's going on because yeah, it hurts Bill Cosby. Yeah, it hurts. Um, R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. But you know what weighs more than those two? Those thousands of young women. And their families, their mothers. You get what I'm saying? That are hurting. And the trickle-down effect that it causes. Mm -hmm. Because now these women who were children are now adults. And guess what? They're still on this documentary crying about events that happened over a decade ago. So that lets you know that they aren't healed yet. It's still there. It still hurts. I don't think that that's something we should take lightly at all. And like I said, we have to sit with the discomfort of somebody we adored. You know, people we adored may not have been what we thought. Exactly. You know, and that and that's what I think those blanket statements do. They they kind of pacify the discomfort that we're feeling. Mm-hmm. So we then look to other, you know, statements or situations that could kind of help us soothe. You yeah. Because then it's like, oh, it's not as bad. It's bad parenting. It's not as... Yeah, she's had ass. Right, right, right. She was just dressing scandalously. Right. It's not as exactly. bad. Exactly. We're just trying to pacify the discomfort from what actually may be the case that we may have a predator that we have supported. Yes. Because it's harder to deal with that. And and that's what another issue we were discussing, you know, that's amongst my Facebook beef oh, this morning. Uh, she's beefing on that. Yes, <laughs> because to me, I'm just like, we have to stop trying to, like you said, it's, it's, it's just too much. It's too much. Like, you know, and people are like, well, why can't we listen to his music? And I'm like, his music and his fame was the reason this was able to go on for so long. Mm-hmm. Him having this certain kind of clout was the reason why he was not held accountable. Right, right. So, and that, contrib- again, contributes to the does. lack of accountability. It does, it does. And like I said, we really have to be mindful of what we're putting out there. The message that, in my opinion, I haven't been on social media to check this out yet because, you know, last night, it was a different night for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I believe that the conversation should be like, yo, we need to find out what what's going on like it it, to me it shouldn't be like oh prosecute you if that's what it takes do that but to me it's like at what point are we gonna sit back and be like yo this industry is messed up and Mm -hmm. so much is coming out we need to dive in and figure out what's going on in this entertainment industry and shed a light on all areas so not just music but some of this goes on in our community it does and we know coaches teachers in the church, the Catholic church, oh, mm-hmm. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, this isn't just an isolated structure in this foundation. No, no, I and definitely... we know that. Right, right. We know this is something more global. Right. But we have to understand that 
they're one the person in the occupation or the person and whatever and I think that's what the issue is people have a hard time in dividing the person that the bad they did in regards to the good they've done right right no and we talked about that with the Bill Cosby right, right. that's that dichotomy we're trying to weigh and figure out you know how to process that you know so right. it's like but okay. not understanding that these pedophiles are very charismatic yeah that's exactly. how they groom their victims right it frustrates me it does. I see. I see the frustration. I in know. Face. I see the frustration in face. But I think we need to shed the light. The reason, here's why. I understand that it does happen in other places. I'm not discounting that. But I also feel like sometimes things are like a domino effect, mm-hmm. right? So if you shed a light and you um, eradicate it, and I, to me, that's a fantasy. I don't think we can eradicate it's like it. Hunger, it's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, right. So, but if we shed a light and we start to put things in place, it might put notice on other areas, yeah. you know, other industries and everything like that. Like, right. yo, things don't need to be functioning this way. You right. know, it's like, uh, it's the influence right. of it. And now I, I'm going to be real with you. Like, it's, it makes you wonder. Remember years ago when the whole Blood Diamond thing mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. out and people started to question different jewelers and they'd be like, oh man, I need to announce that this is not a Blood Diamond. You know, yeah. people started to check in yeah. and everything like that. I believe it's the same. I believe no, the I same thing can you. happen. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I think, but that's a ramification of the Me Too movement, as you said. Like now it's trickling down into other areas. Right, exactly. And, and people are listening to allegations and taking them more serious. Right. And let's let's not... You know one comment that pissed me off? Like, when people would... And I get it. People want to make fun and make light of the situation. It's tough to deal with it. But at the same time, yo, like, you should be held accountable for everything you've done. So what killed me was when I saw people making fun of, oh, yeah, we're bringing up things that happened 20 years ago. And? What's that? I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, it's a part of the accountability. Like... I'm sorry it took 20 years for you to be held accountable, but you sure as heck right. will be I'm held sorry accountable. it took 20 years for people to actually listen to these victims. Right. For them to get the courage to so, speak out. So because 20 years has passed, does that discount what happened to exactly. me or that young lady or whatever back? So that means it didn't happen. So it's 20 years ain't really happened. Right? That's that's right. one thing. Sorry, like, that's old shit. Why are you bringing up right. old shit? I'm sorry to be on my sofa. That, that pisses me off. Oh, my God. But that you know what? And those are the same off. people who have horrible coping skills. Because if something happened to them, then it'd be a whole different situation. Right. But, and, and yeah, that, that irks me, too. Because, like I said, the, you see these grown women on this documentary. And they're still hurt exactly. by the situation that happened decades ago. Right. Or over a decade ago. And they're still dealing with that. And they're still coping with that. Like, some of these situations, like... Your life will never be the same Thank after you. that. Thank and you. again, with accountability, I think, I'm, I'm a backtrack. I do think some parents, and I'm not even talking about this whole R. Kelly situation, but some parents do push their children to be in the industry. Right. Just like you have parents who push their children to be AAU. Nobody questions that shit, though. When their parents got their kids playing AAU basketball right. all year long or got their, like, have their kids in spelling bees and shit. The little boy done passed out at the National Spelling yeah, Bee yeah, and yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody questions that. When your child is a child prodigy, it's like, oh, kudos to you, right? You you did it. You're an awesome parent. Mm-hmm. And sometimes parents 
oversee or overlook some of the things that their children are being exposed to because they have their sights set on that thing. Mm-hmm. Or they have their sights set on you. We see it all the time with child, you know, stars yeah. coming from Disney. All of a sudden, they leave Disney and they coked out. And they, they wilding out. Yeah! Because yeah. they, they, they had to endure that. You know what I'm saying? I get that. Some parents are not good at protecting their children. I understand that because they're not focused on their child. They're focused on the check. Mm-hmm. I get that. But my thing is don't be so reckless to make a kind of statement that discredits all these parents of these victims. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because what you're doing is, metaphorically, you're trying to sweep it under the rug. Right. And that does more harm than good. Exactly. And I'm going to be real with you. Outside of murder, outside of murder, because when you're held accountable for murder, you could be put to death depending what state you're in. But outside of murder, accountability never killed anybody. All right? It, to me, has more upside than downside. Right. Because once you hold all these people accountable for the actions that they've done, other people get put on notice. Thank you get what you. I'm saying? Thank it's you. all about, think about it, how it happens in daily life. Think about when you're driving, you see somebody pulled over. Don't you automatically start doing the speed Slow limit? You're like, oh, it is 55. You are so right, officer. That, <laughs> you it. know what I'm saying? That person got held accountable. And it had an immediate effect on your life. You get what I'm saying? Exactly. So imagine what would happen if we started holding everybody else accountable for right. their action when things happen. Like I said, this is, and like Tristan said, this is not specifically for the whole R. Kelly situation. This was just a little, you know, backdrop. But it can be held for any situation in life. Once you start holding people accountable, it has an immediate effect. Exactly. Because now they think twice about doing something. Yeah. And whoever's in your social group, or family structure, they start to be like, oh, okay, well, I can't do this and that with this person. They're going to hold me to task. And, that, and that's putting those boundaries in place. Yes. And, and as opposed to waiting till something happens and then putting the boundaries in place. Facts. Put them in place beforehand. But facts. like you said, what Jay say, you can't heal what's not revealed. Yes. At the end of the day, like, be accountable. And then not only do you be accountable for your actions, you hold the people around you accountable. Mm-hmm. How in the, on God's great earth. <laughs> Everybody who was on these videos testifying to all this stuff that they saw going on. And it killed me because um, the singer Sparkle, mm-hmm. spoiler, she mentioned that his wife was knocking, like asking for permission. Like everything everyone says, like, oh, I can't do anything without his permission. She oh, knocked, asked for permission. Can she go get something to eat? And Sparkle was like, oh, hell no, that would never be me. That would never be me. She didn't say anything. She didn't do anything to intervene. But then when it was her niece, who became one of his victims, became one of his worst victims. Now, she's horrific. She's horrified. She's sad. She's like, I should never introduce him. You had an opportunity. And again, I'm not blaming her. But sometimes we have an opportunity to stop things before they get so drastically out of hand. Mm-hmm. But because it's not me and it's not affecting me, we don't intervene. Right. We don't advocate. We don't speak up because that's not my problem. But until it becomes our problem, but now... Hell, it's too late because now all these people have became victims. Yeah, you're right. Everybody should be held accountable that was dealing with the situation. But also we have to be mindful that there's different levels of accountability. Totally. And that's what I think is the most important. Like, we have to recognize that there are levels of accountability. So, yeah, so in certain situations, yes, the parents may be held accountable, but to what degree? Right. And that's what we have to be mindful of. Exactly. Because we can't out here be putting these statements out here deflecting from who should be held most accountable. Right. Because, like you said, it's not a cookie-cutter situation. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, I just want people to do more education 
in regards to not just, again, R. Kelly, but dealing with sexual assault, dealing with victims, dealing with pedophiles, dealing with the this dynamic before they go out and just start willy-nilly making statements. Because, one, you want to educate yourself to understand exactly what you're speaking about. And, two, you want to educate yourself to try to put preventive measures in place to ensure it doesn't happen to you. Because the worst thing, the worst thing, is you talking cash shit about all these parents and then turn around and you become one of those parents. Mm. That's sobering, though. That Ain't is, it? That is sobering. Ain't it? I'm just saying. That, that'll get you right on track real quick. Right. It's real easy to talk all this shit about people. And granted, I'm like, we have to be so mindful of the judgment we put out in this world. Yeah. Because it's easy to judge when you're not in a situation. But you know, man, that's what we do. That's what we do out here behind these social media profiles. Right. And I've never in my life been in a situation like that. Similar to that, thank God my child, who is a teenager, never been in a situation like that. And I pray to God she never is. Mm -hmm. But I've worked with so many people in so many aspects of that kind of dynamic that I understand it doesn't work how people think it does. Mm -hmm. Hell, sometimes your parents, like how many people have been molested by aunts, uncles, sisters, brothers, and your parents in the room next door? Right. Where the parents? They next door playing spades. <laughs> like playing dominoes. Right. So you can't sit here and say that until you honestly understand how this shit and it, and let me tell you something. When you start to learn about it, it turns your stomach. So I don't know, but I just think people need to just stop. No, I definitely agree and all I can think of is some of the families that we help in our daily lives and the things that they go through. And for some of our families that have parents that are really, you know, did all they could do, you know, that could be one of the worst things to hear is where was the parent? It's just like if your child starts using drugs or something. And they're like, well, where's the parent? He was he was smoking at school. Right. He was smoking at school. But even then, like I said, it, it's it's all about what that comes off like. We don't know the particulars. So let's say it was a parent because sometimes it could be like where was the parent? Right. Like, and sometimes you know, the parents put put them in that situation. Situation. Yeah. So it's just it's like you said we we have to be mindful of the judgments and the statements that we come off and the underlining message. And I don't think we do that when we're typing or tweeting or doing whatever. I don't think we realize the messages that we're sending out and what um, narrative we're supporting with those messages. Exactly. So I hope that all of our listeners get that from this accountability podcast is that be mindful of who you're holding accountable and that there are different degrees of accountability. Right. And that when it comes to anything involving trauma where there's victims, remember, you know, the perpetrator has to be held to the most highest of the accountability. Right. Like, we have to be mindful of that because if we don't, we're giving it license to continue. Exactly. And like I said, we have these public figures who are in the light for these horrible things. Mm. And, you know, public figures mean a lot. But at the same time, every human life weighs and means the same. So, I can't uplift. You get what I'm saying? These public figures over these massive amounts of victims. Exactly. So, you know. But, guys, we thank you so much for listening in. Let us know what you think about this show, Accountability. I'm Who so do you sure. need 
to hold accountable in your life? And what message are you sending when things like that happen? Like we said, next show we'll be touching on oh, oh. the whole R. Kelly situation, um, surviving R. Kelly. Um, I will uh, be weighing in. Tristan will be weighing in and we'll let you know about this documentary, what message is sending out, what's going on. But until then, hit us up on our individual social media accounts. As always, we're on iTunes. Yeah. Google Play. Yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah. So there's no excuses. At all. Check us out. You guys be blessed. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.